Today is December 13th, and we're coming to you live from the winter meetings. We got two fun interviews with Jack Curry and Brandon Cuddy today, and we got some hap news, and we got some other stuff, and we got some other stuff, and some more. Let's talk Yanks. boy and jake sucks and welcome to the show it's been a big exciting successful day for the talking yanks crew and we're happy to bring you the, all the content we got bit by bit today like we said it's gonna be two interviews jack curry and brandon cuddy everyone we interviewed today name started with a k or hard c sound thoughts didn't they all end in a y at some point curry cuddy Coley K. All start with a hard C or a K sound. All end with a Y. So yeah, they all end with a Y. And they all start with a hard C K sound. Well, okay. They all have vowels. They're all made up of letters. Are you going to be a jerk? They all end in Y. And they start with a hard K C sound. <laughs> K. Yeah. E. K. E. Okay. Nice noises. All right. This is a bad start to the show. Probably got some new listeners like, oh, I heard these guys were at winter meetings. Let's listen to their show. And then this is it. We got some news. Hap signs, we think. Not. Hap is signed. Na- Hap signed. It's not official, official, official yet. But we woke up and Ken Rosenthal said Hap signed. And then he's like, oh, not yet. And then, then he signed. Now, two years with a vesting option for the third. We don't know the, uh, the final amount. Yeah, but how do you feel about this, Jake? Good, good. I think uh, we we mentioned it in the Curry and Cuddy videos. It's kind of got this hard KC sound at, yeah, the, at the beginning of their names. The beginning. And then at the end, the Y. Ends with a Y, so yeah. that's the constant. But uh, we talk about it a little bit, and yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of a safe, smart signing. Uh, I, I, I laid it out there for Cuddy, and this was my, I mean, my main take, is that if you laid out Corbin, six years, 140, or Happer, for two and an option, which probably lands at 45, 50. I think you take the Happer contract all day. And he pitched really well in the Bronx. He was 7 and 0 with the 2.69 ERA. Nice. So, it's I don't know. I I see where Yankee fans can be slightly disappointed with all the quote-unquote uh looking for top shelf starters. Well, I was one of them when right. when we didn't land Corbin, I said if Hap's the only move, I don't think I'm a- as satisfied with that. I, I was kind of downplaying the Paxton move, with, which isn't fair by me. Um, but I think, and we heard Cashman say it, and we, and we think it, and he said it won't stop them from acquiring another starter. And as long as that's the case, I'm fine with signing Hat because the trades aren't guarantees. So if you're just fishing for these trades nonstop – and then you lose out on Hap because it's not your top priority. We're not in an interest right now. Then if the trade doesn't come through, then you're stuck with nothing. So signing Hap is good. The fact that Cashman says they're still taking offers, still looking at other starting pitchers or possibilities, that's really good. Because if they were to say, no, we're done, this is our five, which they wouldn't say anyway because it would be stupid. 
But if there were to say, if that was the attitude, and then that'd be kind of bad because yeah, Paxton gets hurt. CC's got two injuries. We don't really have a six starter. So then I'd be a little upset. But they're saying they're going to get more. Now will they get more? I don't know. I'd like them to get another guy. And maybe now I'm even okay with taking the flyer on Kikuchi. Yeah, and I mean that's uh, the only thing I want to reel you back from is there's on this uh, this week's episode of Talking Twins. Yeah, they could be saying that Kikuchi could be their third starter this year. Our two best friends, Sarah and Sam. Yeah, one of them really likes that you always say talking other teams, and the other one, I think Sarah likes it. Sam doesn't like it. Okay, so that's oh, I wonder about are the rest of our listeners. I like referencing the other. The other ones. I don't want to take it away from you. I don't like stop me now. Because we're a having that, a good time. Um, having a good I, time. I think we're we're gonna fully dive more in a hat probably Sunday. Um, but yeah, I think our big thing is that I think what you and I agree on is that we want another arm of some sort. Whether it's straight wild card in Kikuchi, where you could hit and he could be that Uki Kikuchi, or I mean, even if it's we kind of we kind of came to grips with even Lance Lynn. Like if Lance Lynn was our long reliever slash six starter, I think we were we'd we'd come to grips with that and be like, all right, let's let's roll with it. He got three years, thirty million though. So. Kind of crazy. So I saw one tweet and was like, okay, I don't think the collusion exists anymore. <laughs> and it's out. But the Jack Curry interview that you're about to hear, we talked about having a guy like Lance Lynn. And then we were sitting there by the yes booth, and when the Lance Lynn signing got uh, announced, Curry turned to us and was like, "Hey, did my episode post already? Because some of that's wrong." Yeah, <laughs> yeah just just cut that up, please. Um, so that's the hap. Let's tell people a little bit about our winter meetings, Jim. Let's I, instead of talking about hap, let's tell them about winter meetings the past couple of days. Yeah. Well, we have a full behind the scenes series that's just going to be for the patrons only because it's not. It's like really. A lot of behind the scenes. But a quick summary today is Cashman knows who I am, thinks I'm handsome, smart, and uh, is I'm maybe his best friend. And that was the biggest update of the entire day. How did you get how did you get that? How'd you get there? I was gonna start high and have you wheel it down. Okay. I think that's what I was doing. <laughs> um Oh, no, no, let's tell Here's them. what I will say. No, because no, my, my role is to normally knock you down as many pegs as I possibly can. Yeah? And How many pegs do you think I'm up right now? Here's, here's what I'll say. We, we had an incredible day today. As Jimmy mentioned, we, we interviewed the guys that start with the same sound and all of their names end in Y. And they all start with that. <laughs> which maybe we'll just, okay. Um, but we, what was it, five? We, well, we interviewed an agent. Oh, if you count the agent, we blew everything. <laughs> Kuznick. Yeah. So that's my thing. Heart oh sees my case. God. Now all the whys are out. Um, we interviewed an agent, Joshua Kuznick. He was a really good time interview. That'll be coming up soon. Yeah, I will say this. We have a lot of interviews, and yeah. there's guys that you guys will be excited for us to hear us interacting with. Kay was a lot of fun. Like right. Actually, Michael Kay is, like, awesome. is really, really nice and awesome and funny. Curry was another good time. Coley Harvey was good time. But there's guys you guys probably don't recognize their names, uh, which is Joshua Kuznick, was an agent, and Craig, I can never remember. Calcaterra. Calcaterra. And don't sleep on those interviews because they were like really fun baseball yeah. talk. When yeah. we, didn't, we didn't know what to expect interviewing them. We're like, okay, these guys are going to come on the show. That's cool. And then we got into the weeds with them and was like, oh, that was fun shit. Yeah, ended up working out really well. And we'll they, drop those along the way down the weeks. Um, so, yeah, look out for those. But so today's winding down, and we, 
we'd interviewed basically everyone we wanted to except Kay. But like, if you saw what Kay was doing at this event, like we would have been fine if we didn't get Michael Kay. Yeah, we talk about that. He was, when we he was a madman. I mean, he hops around ESPN. Yes, all of it. So, um, so the day's kind of winding down. We're pretty happy with ourselves, and there's this big Cashman interview going on. on that's oh. going to happen on the Yes set. Uh-huh. So all all the like Yankee writers are over there, and it was kind of cool because we had, we interviewed Jack Curry earlier, so he was just like talking to us between takes and stuff. Like he turned to us and he goes, "Hey guys, Lance Lynn signed," and we we're like, "Yeah, cool, Jack. <laughs> are we friends?" <laughs> yes. Uh, so that was cool, and then um. Cashman came out. He was on the MLB Network. I helped produce the show. Yeah. Well, I helped you produce the producers. Jake helped me produce the producers. Because Cashman, Cashman said on MLB Network that he, he kind of walked back the Sonny Gray stuff. He's like, we haven't got an offer we like yet. So I was like, yo, dude, you should tell these guys. They're about to interview Cashman. So Jimmy walks up, Kay, Curry, and the crew. And he's like, hey, look at this. And they're like, oh, wow, good job, monkey. Thanks for showing us. Uh, the producer, Jimmy walks back, what's the tail between name? his leg. Jared, Jared actually said, oh, that's really helpful. Thank you. And yeah. I said it was my idea. I heard it, and then I was just all me. So anyways, let me. I'll, I'll actually – I'm, I'm going to pick Jimmy up for one of the rare times in the show. He's so excited. If you're watching on Patreon, he like <laughs> had a front row seat for this. And now I'm back to my weird stance I was yeah. in. So, you're, like, you're like you're sitting in a style where it's uh, to catch a predator, and you just came out, and you're like, huh, you're about <laughs> to sleep with that child, huh? Yeah. I got you. Arr. Uh, anyways, so, and Jimmy's, so Jimmy sits there and I'm, I'll, so I'll throw you under the bus a little bit. You were like, yo, is this kind of awkward? Because it was all of the Yankees beat writers, the Yes Network and us. (laughs) And so, but I told Jimmy, I was like, no, this is actually perfect. Cause the, the only two groups that were being displayed where it's like the yes team that's on camera and then everybody else. Yeah. So we were just part of like the New York reporting crew. So I was like, this is good. So anyway, so Cashman rolls up. Beautiful eyes. He does. Small's world. He's our size. Um, he rolls up and, uh, you know, we're kind of taking it all in. I'm wondering if I should snap a pic, but then it's like in my media. No, I shouldn't snap a pic. I videoed him walking yeah. up. So... He gets on stage, and Jimmy starts whispering in my ear. And I'm trying to listen to Cashman. And you're also part deaf. And I don't have really good hearing. So, uh, <laughs> part deaf. Yeah, there you go. Um, so, Jimmy's whispering, and he's give, you know you're, he's doing like the eyebrow and eye movements. Like, I'm whispering, and I'm telling you something. And I'm, so, I wait for him to finish, and then I go, I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, all right, I'll text you, but it's like not text-worthy. So Jimmy texts me, and he goes... I'll read the text. i read the text. This is what I texted Jake, and it wasn't text-worthy at the time at all. I said to him, I said, not worth typing, but Cash and I caught eyes, and he kind of did a double take, then a head nod right at me. So Jimmy texts me that, and I look at it, and I'm like, okay, cool. Cashman gave you a head nod. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to take anything away from you in this moment. I, I don't think that means much. But, but I see that with the, because I, the head nod was more than a head nod, but you can't like say that to someone. Right. Because it, it could have not been, but whatever. And you, you, you slow played it, which ends up works, works out for you in this story. 
So they do the Cashman interview, and it's pretty dry. Uh, he doesn't give them anything. They ask Harper, they ask Machado, they ask Pitching, and he Sonny. just he just gives a bunch of no answers. Um, so then Cashman walks off the set. He <laughs> doesn't talk to anyone. He gets off the set. He points at Jimmy and says, good to see you here. A finger point. But it, I wasn't like in his eyesight. He also turned his head like a full 90 degrees. There was a, it wasn't just like a cool, like, I just finished a concert exit. Like, hey, good to see you. Like, it was not like that. He, he directed his vision at Jimmy, which left me, James, and big baby David... Stupefied. Befuddled. Yeah. <laughs> Befuddled. Should I go follow him? Like, are we friends? No, not you. It's me. So, so then it went down this whole wormhole, like... Okay, it's, he just does that. Is Cashman people. just a nut job, and he kind of went for it? Like, could he to- totally see we were the noobs, and he went there? Does he know Jimmy as the Twitter guy? Does he know Jimmy? Is he a Talking Yanks follower? Is he a Patreon subscriber? If he not, should you got enough money? Should <laughs> Cash, if you want to subscribe to Patreon and put it at like, you know. 178 million. We'll stay under the luxury tax. Yeah, anyway, so that sounds like a small dumb thing, but it was pretty fucking cool. It was cool. It was cool. It was cool. So we we did really good. Um and I think more importantly um you know, I rarely get sentimental, but we would have never been able to do this without a lot of you guys following, so we thank you for that. Um and more importantly, no because this is me patting myself on the back, but like we we did some good shit. We we got some really good interviews. Um, you guys are going to be seeing it in the next couple couple weeks or so, and uh, you know, hope you guys enjoy it. Yeah, and here's another thing that we got for you guys. Yes, this is something that we got for you, and it is ten dollars off dugout mugs. Now you're like, what the fuck is a dugout mug? Never heard of it. They're baseball barrels. They're baseball barrels. I'll show the patrons that are watching, and I've tweeted about them, and we have a lot of videos coming out. They're baseball barrels that have, um, what's this called? Yankees logo. Like engraved into it or burned yeah. into it. or There's a name for this that I can't think of. Etched. Etched. Wood burned into it, like Yankee logos, and they're hollow, so you can drink out of them or put pens in them, whatever you want. So we have a deal for you guys. They're sponsoring this episode. They're sponsoring these interviews, and we have $10 off for anyone that goes... In the next 24 hours, on December 13th, 24 hours only because that means you'll, they'll be shipped to you in time for you to get them for Christmas. So you didn't, you did not buy your dad a present yet. You didn't buy yourself a present yet. You didn't buy anyone a present yet. You know what? This is your way of buying us a present and giving it to someone else. You get to kill two birds with one stone and you get $10 off dugoutmugs.online slash talk yanks. You don't have to remember it. Feed feed two birds with one scone. Feed two birds with one scone. We don't we don't say kill two birds with one stone anymore, according to PETA. Shout out PETA. So all right, so ten dollars off. Dugout mugs are actually like really cool. We got two of them ourselves, and then we talked to the guys, and we said, let us show you how awesome our listeners are. Give us one day, tell them about a discount that they can take advantage of for the holidays, and we'll show you how awesome our supporters and engage gaugers and listeners and whatever you guys call yourselves are. The appreciated. Dugoutmugs.online slash talkyanks. I'll put the link on Twitter. I'll put it on our Instagram bio. If, you, if you're if you wondering how how what the link is, just DM us or get in touch somehow, and we'll, we'll send it to you. But they're pretty cool. So go do that. 
Help us. Show how awesome you guys are. Get yourself a gift. Three birds, two stones. They're all dead. And it's yours. And now we're going to throw it to the interview with Jack Curry. And then right after that, Brandon Cuddy. Because these were the most topical, winter meeting-esque interviews. Fun time. And then afterwards, go follow Jack Curry. Go follow Brandon Cuddy. And tell them, uh, hey, that was fun. You guys went on Talking Yanks, and we enjoyed it and all that nonsense. Thank you guys for supporting us. Here's the interviews. Bye. All right, we're at winter meetings, and we are joined by Jack Curry, who was our first ever guest on Talking yeah. Yanks, so we're very happy to have you back. Did I ever get a T-shirt or a hat or anything You know that? what? We've talked about this a million times, and it's on me, because we want to make a shirt that says, like, I talked Yanks on Talking Yanks, or something like that. <laughs> Some real it's great, great idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can give you a couple of websites where you can go and actually have that done, you know? It's not that hard. <laughs> okay. You're we, young, enterprising <laughs> men. Let's go. Let's make this happen. That's the one thing. We sell T-shirts, so that's not the other thing. <laughs> it's like, I should really do There you this. go. We're we'll going to do, do it. it. All right, I'm a size it. large. Just uh, okay. holidays okay. are coming up and everything, so yeah, whenever you want to we'll, take care of me. We'll get it. We'll get it out. So thank you for having us. So this is our first time at winter meeting, so we're kind of like going into the circus of it all. And yesterday felt like the most buzz. But is this comparable to last year's? Because now we're on two days. Today feels like not much. Two days well, ago, Boris not took much. over. It's it's so interesting, guys. I I can't count how many of these I've covered. It's, it's upwards of 20. Maybe it's more than 20. I'm not exactly sure. But... We have this habit of trying to judge the meetings, and now with social media, the judgment, it's not even day by day anymore. It's not hour by hour. It's minute by minute. And with all the teams here, I think we're all in a rush to say, nothing's happening. Why hasn't this happened yet? And we all have to remember that as much as these three or four days of meetings are when activities can and should happen, there's a long off-season left after mm -hmm. these teams leave Las Vegas. I spoke with a prominent agent first day of the meetings, and he said he thought these meetings were going to be slow in part because you have eight or ten teams that aren't interested in doing any business. Right. You have eight yeah. or ten teams that aren't looking to spend a lot of money and be real players in the market because we know that there are some teams out there that are, let's just use the word, probably tanking, probably yeah. have decided that it's better to be a 70 to 74 five-win team and maybe get a great draft pick, then bump yourself up to be an 80-win team. I don't yeah. get that philosophy. I think you should try and win every year. But when this agent said that to me, I, I, I trusted him, and now we're kind of seeing that come to fruition. Yeah, we woke up to some news today. Mm -hmm. Hap, but then it got backtracked. I haven't. Is it? A, do we know if it's close? The last we heard, Brian Hoke said it's close. They're closing it. I have heard the same things that you just quoted. Brian Hoke is saying that it's moving toward a deal. I know that you're talking about Hap, obviously. Yep. We know the Yankees were trying to stay at two years, but Hap, Hap had other suitors. And mm -hmm. if I'm the Yankees, I don't mind going to three years for Jay Hap. I'm not looking at the age. I. I shouldn't say I'm not looking at the age. You have to factor in the age. But I just look at this guy's durability in his career and what he has been able to do. And if that third year ends up being a year where he finally isn't that durable pitcher, you deal with it then. But if you walk out of these meetings with Hap and you have already acquired Paxton, I think your offseason is off to a, a very solid start because those – are two things that Cashman said he had to get done, two starting pitchers. Yeah, do you think it ends there? So I know that you, you are of the opinion that when they got Stanton that was out on Harper, 
now that they have Hap, or very close to getting Hap, do you think that puts them out on any of the trade rumors we were hearing? It's a great question. I will say this. I'm giving away, a, not a scoop, but we're going to have Brian Cashman on our Yankees hot stove show tonight. I've heard rumblings from some people that the Yankees might not be done on the starting market after Hap. Okay. That, they, that they might go and try and get another useful starter because Paxton has the injury history. Yeah. CC Sabathia is now viewed as a 150 or so inning guy. Lock him in to get those shots twice a year. Exactly. Tanaka is somebody who they've liked to space out with a little extra rest. So I want to ask Cashman, are you entertaining the idea of a pseudo six-man rotation? Yeah. Everyone seems to run away from that and act like it's the scariest phrase in the world, but I actually think the way their rotation is set up do they make a run at a Lance Lynn? If Lance Lynn's market is not great, do they make a run at him and he kind of... Yeah. I, I'm curious if that's something that might happen. Well, It'll be interesting. I, I think we saw that because I, I kind of theorized this with Evaldi's offseason because with what he did in the postseason, and then it kind of came out afterwards that teams were offering almost this swingman role, but a paid swingman role. It used to be like the, the last guy in the bullpen was your spot starter. Now it could almost be this beneficial role to a team because you're going to get another 20 starts that you can pick up from that person, so why not pay them almost? It's a great point, right? You're almost locking in, and, and 20 is right about the figure. You're almost locking in that you're, your first five guys are not all going to make 32 right. starts. And... I'll give myself a little plug here and give one of my colleagues a <laughs> pop. Go. I'm working on a book with David Cohn okay. that's going to come out in May called Full Count, The Education of a Pitcher. And it's right at the finishing stages. And recently I've been going over some notes and trying to make sure that everything we talked about makes it into the book. Well, Cohn, three years ago, because we've been working on this for a while, Cohn was pushing the idea of a six-man rotation three years ago. And he said, you have to protect your assets. Starting pitching is so valuable as we're talking here, yeah. instead of 32 starts, maybe a guy makes 29 starts. Maybe another guy on your staff makes 26. Have that swing guy. And, and Evaldi, by the way, what a, what a great yeah. guy to have in that role. And I don't <laughs> think he's going to be that hybrid role for the Red Sox. But no. I understand your point. That's why Lynn. I mean, somebody told me last night that the Yankees were still talking with Lynn. So, or well, they, they brought him in to be that swing man. Yes. And then he, Sonny, you know, it was instantly. I think fans kind of, or at least you saw that coming but yeah. they said that he was coming in as a long man and his first appearance was in long relief so he could be that and guy he's great <laughs> yeah and he was good they don't like using the word and you said it's six-man rotation it's kind of taboo because they did it at the end of 2017 with Jaime Garcia and Jordan Montgomery like that was a six-man rotation in the month of September but they refused to use the term six-man rotation. it is I don't know if it's because they don't want the pitchers to um think that they're not on a specific schedule or you're any less valuable if you're one of five as opposed to one of six but I am often amused by that I don't know if I would say Boone so much but I remember when we would ask Girardi about again six-man rotation just seemed to be this explosive word that nobody wanted to touch but I I'm going to ask Cashman about it tonight so watch our hot stove show tonight yeah. right. <laughs> we, we have six-man rotation is taboo but an opener is now Right. normal talks like what's going on here guys is there is I, and I guess we we mentioned Lance Lynn and we're familiar with him do you think I, this name seems to not fit that role but someone like Kikuchi we've heard the Yankees link to him a little bit and I mean again some of the projected contracts I've seen for him are these longer contracts because that's what it would be like 
And again, it's kind of one of those things everyone was kind of upset that they didn't get Patrick Corbin, but it's that big contract. Right. I mean, if it wasn't Lance Lynn, could you see something like that? Are there any other names that have kind of popped up? Or uh, He's a name that they're definitely interested in. Yeah, um, I've heard they, they like him. They've said good things about him in their meetings. I can't tell you if they will be the team that ends up with him, but I know there's definitely an interest level there. Obviously, the Yankees have a history. I'm going to have to tell you guys with Tanaka, with Matsui. Does, does that end up working in their favor? We'll see. It didn't with Otani, so uh, we'll see where that goes. But he's definitely somebody that's on their radar. And he could play that role of because he's young. I mean, so if you had, now with Hap, I think that actually allows you to take that sort of a somewhat gamble on uh, Kikuchi. Is that how I you agree. pronounce it? Kikuchi? Yeah, I agree. So I have a question out of Harper, Machado, the big names that the Yankee fans that are just yelling nonstop. Harper, Machado, a trade for, um, let's just say, a Mets pitcher or a trade for Kluber Bauer. Which of the four do you wow. th- is the most shocking? Would you be like, whoa? Which would I be the most shocked by? I actually would be the most shocked by them signing Harper. Really? I, I hope okay, this yeah. doesn't come back to, uh, <laughs> to burn me when you guys air it if they ever do, but... Here's here's my thought on this. When they acquired Stanton, and it was a big number, and it was whatever it is, 25, 26, 27 a year, they, they knew what the number was. And I always thought that that put them way off to the side with Harper. Not out of mm-hmm. ever pursuing Harper, right. but really that being a back burner. Cashman came out the other day and said, I'm surprised you guys are still asking me about Harper. I've, I've never said that we're interested in hiring, uh, hiring, in uh, signing another outfielder. I realize there's posturing in this game. Scott Boris was upstairs just a few <laughs> minutes ago. We were talking about it before we came on with you guys, and he's saying the Yankees have never told me they're out of it. I, that would just seem to be an area that I don't see them going. And I know there are a lot, there are a million reasons why you could say it works. That swing at Yankee Stadium, he's only 26. There's so many ways that. Put bat in between Judge and Stanton. Yep. I just think their model and what they've done recently tells you that they're tilting away from that. I, I interviewed Cashman before he came to the winter meetings, and I said, Yankee fans want to know, should they expe- expect, expect a splashy move? That's in the Yankees' DNA. We've always right. seen that. And he pushed back yeah. and said, I'd like to think that we've made savvy smart moves. and savvy moves yeah. as opposed to splashy moves. And I think the one thing about Cashman, I know people bring up Bubba Crosby, but – I think Cashman, he, can, he, he sort of leads you to what he is yeah. thinking. Yeah, and he, we talked with Brian about this. He's been very, like, it's, it's, he's gone past posturing in a sense with Sonny Gray, with Gary. Oh and gosh, and with Sonny Gray. And, <laughs> and, that was, and, and now with Harper, where I'm not going to say he's like a liar, but it's kind of like, whoa, you went a little farther than where Bubba and last year with Glaber and Andy, where he said, we're ready to roll with these guys. Yeah. And then he's like, well, we were ready to go, but this yeah. this came. But the quotes about Gray, Gary, and now Harper. You can't come back from You can't come that. back from it, seems I, like. I, I agree. Well, anybody could come you back. You can. But right. Right. And, and it, if he gets a, Harper, I'd be like, okay, fine. Right. <laughs> You'd have to do a lot of twisting to come back from yeah. it. And I, I just think that, that their belief is they can make some other moves and some other decisions that are going to benefit them more. And I'm going to ride that smart and savvy as opposed to splashy quote throughout this entire offseason because I, when I, I sat down with him, I think the interview was 32 minutes, and when I got up, I, I was talking to um, our producer who was there with me, Emily Coulter, and I said, he's, he's telling us. He's telling us right there <laughs> that he wants to make the, the chess moves mm-hmm. as opposed to buying the whole chess set. Yeah, yeah. And I think 
my the when he says savvy, and then the situation comes up where the Indians are saying, if we take Kipnis, you can have one of these stud pitchers. That seems like a savvy move to me. But now with Hap, I'm thinking maybe that's too much. But that was. Did you think there's any credence to uh, Indians trade or? Does oh that- yeah, I think they've absolutely talked. But I think the fact that we're seeing them, and we believe going to a third year with Hap, I think that some of the trade stuff probably became. Mm-hmm too onerous for them and they were going to give up too much cashman's always going to look i mean he's always going to check in on everything that was george steinbrenner's mandate when he was the owner and that's the way cashman was brought up in that role but i don't know that with the trades they've made that they want to just ravage the farm system Mm -hmm. and you'd have to i mean for kluber for Syndergaard, for bumgarner you're not you're not getting him for three guys no one has heard of. We all know that. I mean, Andujar is probably going to be part of that. Mm-hmm. Is Frazier or Floreal part of that for one of those frontline guys? I, I think they would have had to be. And it seems by going to Hap that maybe the trade option just isn't going to occur. Yeah. I don't think it fully stops it. It's definitely a safety net, and you can't bank on the trade. You can get Hap with signing, which is the same philosophy with Corbin, but that didn't, that didn't go. And you can always come back in July. I mean, yeah, a, a yeah, trade sure. that you didn't want to do in December, maybe in July, if you're two games out and you say Kluber puts you over the top and you you you, you give up those players you might have been holding on to. Yeah. So you mentioned Clint. <laughs> you mentioned Clint Frazier. Cashman listed all his outfielders yesterday, and uh, my kind of thing is when he goes into that mode where he's listing everything, I go back to this old quote where it's like the bullshits and the details, and it's like you're feeding us a ton of stuff right now, Cash. I think you're hiding something in those weeds. But he says, you know, he's counting on Ellsbury and Frazier, and I just don't know if you, if he can or f- actually count on them to play. And then when they signed Gardner, I know that we were pretty adamant, like this doesn't stop them from signing another outfielder because Gardner's not going to be the starter. I think you said that you thought it might be a lesser role. Yes, I do. I I see what you're saying. It's It's hard to... You don't know what you're going to get from Jacoby Ellsbury. Let's start with him. We asked Boone that the other night, and he said... Does he even know him? I, I, <laughs> <laughs> he said, that's a good line. He said, I, uh, I still believe he can be helpful, and then he added the, uh, the caveat, if he's healthy. Right. Yeah. Well, okay, sure. yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the whole thing. I, I remember at the beginning of last spring training, I, I thought, they're not going to eat $60 million with Ellsbury. Th- there's a way... That in a lesser role, you, you could get something out of that guy. And I thought with the speed and some defense and play him once in a while to keep some of the other guys off their legs. I mean, and then to not see him for the entire season. Yeah. It was that, weird. That was troubling. If I'm the Yankees, that, that's troubling. Now he's got what he's got left, 46 or 47, whatever it is. We saw Tulowitzki and the, and the Blue Jays just eat $38 million. I don't think the Yankees are doing that with Ellsbury. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think they're still going to – see what kind of value there might be there. Would they take 20 cents on the dollar for some, if somebody offered that? Maybe. What, but. Do, what do you think would be the ideal situation if, if Jacoby Ellsbury came back and knock on wood was healthy and kind of – at the end of 2017, he was playing decent baseball. He was a solid guy. Or do you think they would rather see Ellsbury be healthy and just be a solid player? Mm. Or do you think they'd want to see someone like Clint Frazier step up and kind of take the ball and run with it? I think, obviously, because Ellsbury doesn't have options and he has the guaranteed contract, <laughs> that he's, he's a step ahead of, of Clint Frazier right, right now. Ideal scenario for Ellsbury? I mean, let, let's be honest. He hasn't played an entire right. year. I don't think anyone is expecting 
290 with a 360 on base percentage and 40 stolen bases. I think he's a role player. I think yeah. he's a guy who you who maybe plays once or twice a week. And like I said, maybe there's some pinch running, defensive opportunities for him. But can Jacoby Ellsbury come into spring training and, and blow everyone's doors off and get more at-bats than we're dictating or talking about here? Yeah, but I don't know yeah. that a lot of people are betting on that. And at the end of 2017, when he actually was playing well, it was when him and Hicks were kind of battling and he looked healthy because he was playing – you know, two out of three days or something like that. So I wonder if that's something that factors in. And I remember, and I'm going to criticize myself or not <laughs> criticize myself, but be honest, sure. I actually thought that Hicks wasn't going to have enough time when he came back at the end right. to unseat Ellsbury. I said, oh, this is this is going to end up being Ellsbury's gig, and the Yankees thought otherwise. Hicks yeah. came back, played enough, and he yeah. started every game in center field in the uh, postseason in 17. Yeah, that arm. That arm got Hicks a lot of credit because <laughs> yeah. we saw it in the Indian series and right away. Legs. Well, I mean, everything else Hicks does is good, yeah. but the arm, because they, no team's running him. He doesn't even get the chance. It's like a shutdown corner out there. Like, he doesn't have the interception because they don't throw it his way. It is, it is an unbelievable run. arm. Quite an arm. What you, little bullpen hit? What, what do we got? Any music hit? Did you get, were you on StubHub looking at who's in town or uh, what? Always, always. I go to a <laughs> website called Polestar.com, P-O-L-L-S-T-A-R.com. And I have to be honest with you, I, I was disappointed. Me too. I was telling Heather <laughs> Smith, who is our, Hi, Heather. my colleague over there, I said, very disappointed in the music selection. She went <laughs> to see Florida Georgia Line twice. That's not really in my twice? wheelhouse. Same set both times? Okay. Nice. I was looking for something with a little more edge to it than, than FGL. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, no, I didn't. Uh, well, no. what about uh, any new releases, anything? Because we like the same kind of music. What have I? Oh, gosh. That's a great, this is terrible, but my nephew just turned me on to this reggae artist, and I can't remember the guy's name. It's Cass. <laughs> we'll Google it. I'll Cass Haley, I think, is the guy's name, and it's a very light reggae, very okay. uh, very cool music. I mean, it's not, it's not new, but I've been listening to Elvis. Yeah. I mean, he's not new, but I've been listening to Elvis Costello's new okay. stuff, which I really like, and I'm a Clash fanatic, so... Yeah. I got the Joe Strummer 001, which mm. is unreleased material that his uh, wife put out, and I'm, lo I'm loving that as well. Did you catch any of the Gaslight Anthem reunion tour shows? I did. I, went did? To, I think I went to the first one back, and um, why, why, am, why am I drawing a blank on where it was? It was <laughs> Asbury? Um, no, no, I went in, in New York. Oh, um, okay. Webster Hall, is that where it was? I now, forget where it was. They were doing the 59 album, right? Yes. Straight through? I felt very uh, old. There were a lot, yeah, of, a lot of frat <laughs> boys around, but I, I, hung, I hung in there. I love Gaslight Anthem. I wish they, uh, I wish they would stay together, but yeah, yeah. I know Benny Horowitz, their drummer, pretty well, and it sounds like they've all got their own music projects, and Fallon's doing his uh, solo stuff. Benny's in a couple of bands. Mercy Union is one of them, which yeah. they actually sound like Gaslight Anthem. Check them out. Mercy, Mercy Union. Mercy Union? Okay. Yeah. I like uh, Brian's new stuff. His newest album was closer to Gaslight than his first solo album. I agree with you. But, so I hope that we have some listeners who like the Yankees and Gaslight Anthem. But I have, not, a, I have a funny baseball lose. Fallon story for you. Not okay. Jimmy Fallon, Brian Fallon. Brian Fallon, yeah. One day, Brian Fallon, I was writing so I, I can't, something, I, I tweeted about something, and he said that, um, I think it was about pitching velocity, and he said that he could, uh, he believed that, what did he say? He would get four hits with 20 swings or 10 swings and I tried to very <laughs> politely <laughs> I mean we're talking no. Severino's fastball or something yes. and that, I, I don't I, think 
I like Brian a lot. I don't think he watches. A lot so of we had a, we had a little bit, we had a little bit of fun back and forth, and I I think I said to him, let's start off with wiffle ball, and I didn't mean that. I wasn't trying to diss him, but I said, <laughs> you, right. you really don't understand how how hard it is to put the bat on a ball. When we throw out those hypotheticals, I usually give us 100 pitches, and it's how many times will you make contact? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not exactly. 20 pitches and a hit. Contact, field of play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's less than 50 so for like a thousand. You asked me about my experiences. How has the first winter meetings been for you guys? We'll ask the questions. <laughs> <laughs> It's David Letterman. <laughs> David Letterman did not want to be yeah, asked questions. That. No, it's a little odd. Like, it's our first time here, and it's kind of like we're a podcast, and everyone else is a radio show or media. It's like, do we belong here? Do we look like a bunch of idiots? Jake looks like he's the, 12. So. Yeah, that doesn't help. Luckily, your gray hair brings uh, us back a little bit. <laughs> yeah, right. I need to put the hat on. Everyone, our favorite part is that everyone talks baseball everywhere. So yes. I thought, like, when Michael does his show and you guys do yes, I thought maybe – you know, when you're walking around the lobbies, you, people would be sick. Like, oh, I'm done. I don't want to talk about this anymore. But no, everyone yeah. is talking baseball everywhere in the hotels. Every, and it's like people keep asking us, it's kind of slow. Is it fun? I'm like, it's baseball heaven. Yes. Like, yeah. You can walk around. You just hear baseball names. And if you're anywhere else, your ears shine up. And you're like, ooh, uh, let's talk to that guy. But here, it's like everyone's doing it. It's nonstop. You're right. Yeah. And you, 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 if you love baseball, this is, a, this is a great place for you to be. And I don't know if this has happened to you, but it – you don't never know who you're going to run into. Yesterday, yeah. I saw Adam Jones and Tom Gordon, and saw Trevor Hoffman last night. And since John Flaherty caught him, was hanging out with Flaherty, and we got to share some uh, conversations with Hoffman. And um, it was it was cool to see them interact too, because here you have a Hall of Fame pitcher, and you have John Flaherty, who had a very good major league career, 14 years. But he'll say to you, "I was a 250 hitter. I was a 250 mm-hmm. hitter." <laughs> The respect that me. Trevor Hoffman showed for Flash, and oh, really? I mean, it was just—it was nice to That's witness awesome. that all these years later, that that bond between those two is still there. Yeah, the Hoffman changeup probably wasn't easy to catch because that was that Bugs Bunny. I YouTubed it the other day just because, like, I watched Hoffman. Because you're a baseball nerd. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but check out if Trevor. If you Hoffman's haven't, if you haven't seen it, go check that. It out. was yeah. it was an unbelievable changeup, <laughs> and he had a Flash was saying that he was so routine oriented that he just had a certain way that he wanted to do everything, and I think people who are great at their jobs probably all have have that kind of thing. Mariano never went to the bullpen until the fifth or the sixth inning. He was getting a massage or getting stretched sure. out back in the clubhouse and. Yeah, our favorite was we had um, Shane Spencer on recently. We mm-hmm. had him on the show, and we asked up. He loves Bernie Williams. Just asked for a Bernie story, and he said, "Well, actually, my job was to wake Bernie up. <laughs> He's the wake up guy at six thirty. <laughs> I that was you know, I was the rookie. Hey, you got to wake Bernie up. Tell him it's game time. Bernie would go out there and get two hits while I while I've been locked in for five hours to make to get one hit. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna tell you a quick story that Cone yeah. told me about Bernie, and it's actually in our book. Is um, he said that. He thinks Bernie's sort of nothingness in his brain. That's what I've been trying. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say Zen. Yeah, Zen. He, Zen. he thinks people unfairly criticize Bernie. He said that worked for Bernie. Yeah. Not thinking, like you just said, getting up 35 minutes before the game or taking a nap yeah. and then going and that, that worked for Bernie. Some guys need to watch video. Some guys need to be yeah. intense. Paul O'Neill couldn't take a nap. Tino Martinez couldn't take Paul a nap. Paul O'Neill's never napped in his life. <laughs> but for Bernie, that worked. It worked all the way to a borderline Hall of Fame career. So hard to criticize a guy when that, that worked for him. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. I, and my heart wants to go down a Harold Baines Bernie Hall of Fame road, but I, I won't go there. I think we've already taken, taken a lot of your time, and it's yeah. been awesome. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> 
thanks for having me, guys, and I'll be waiting on the T-shirt. Yeah. yeah. What a, so I just sent it to Yankee Stadium. Is that how I do it? <laughs> I'll get you the Yes 161st. Network address. 161st. Yes Network address. Okay, good. Then I'll just get everyone. <laughs> and good luck with everything. Thank then you. we'll start sending him. I'll send it to Cohen. I'll send us a future talking to his guests. He'll, he'll do it. <laughs> Thanks, we'll be right, Thank you. All right. That was Jack Curry. Now Brendan Cuddy. We are live at the winter meetings with Brendan Cuddy. Correct, you got it. Right? You got it. And it's Brendan, not Brendan. Brandon. No, not Brendan. I played on a softball team with a Brendan, a Brandon, and a Brenton. Mm. And ever since then, I just like, I bow out. I'm mm. like, I just call you B. I grew up, one of my best friends was named Brandon. So it was Brandon and Brendan. And Brendan, yeah. And by default, I went by Cuddy. They, just well, that's a cool last name to go by. It is. Is that yeah. still like what the beat reporters call you? Everyone, Cuddy? Everyone calls me just Cuddy. Cuddy? Okay. Yeah. okay, cool. Well, Cuddy then. We'll rock with that. Yeah. How are you doing? Thanks for sitting doing down okay. and talking with us. No, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. appreciate the opportunity to talk to the guys who <laughs> yeah. listen to you guys. No, really. I mean, you, yeah. you guys yeah. you guys got a following, you know? So. Fun. This is our first winter meetings, and it's it's bizarre. If we if we we heard circus, and it's kind of like a circus, but there's no act going mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. It's just like a, a crowd. Like, when's the act happening? When's everything yeah. going on? Right, and everyone's restless. Yeah. yeah. Today was that was a pretty interesting scene that we just did because everyone was over here for Cashman. Cashman sat down, and and there was like nothing. Like, I'm happy I don't have to write an article. All you guys have to write something out of that. We've got to produce clicks somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. That's Stuff. What's your vibe going in? What did, what do you did you expect big things to happen at this winter meetings? And now you're like, oh shit! Or did you kind of get this sense that I don't? So this is my sixth winter meetings that I've covered, and I guess you kind of always expect something to happen because all these guys get in rooms together. This is the you know first time in a while that they're in front of each other, and they wanna they want to get things done. They don't right. want to wait around. They don't want to. You know, have someone else undercut them. Uh, but at the same time, this is a different Yankees mindset right now. This is a team that is oh, not, not scared of making a mistake, but is under clear orders to not overspend and not wield the Yankees' greatest strength, which is Hal Steinbrenner's wallet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah. So, did, I mean, do you th- I, the Hap News kind of broke today? We th- we think it's out. Okay, so oh, it's, it's official. It's official. Oh, you want to run away now? <laughs> you get your tweet out. And that was our interview. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I get. I guess like the Hap the Hap News broke and now breaks live. Hold on, he couldn't even just give them that right there. That's kind of a great point. But it just broke five minutes after he addressed Yes Network. So I'll say anything that you think you might want to say because that is kind of rude. <laughs> Not necessarily. I mean, so, yeah, obviously Cashman is, is the, the head of all of these conversations, all these meetings and stuff. But he's got guys who, are, who have done these things before, who are capable. And if he leaves them behind just to say, hey, tie up a couple loose ends here. Okay, so he might not know, like, down to the minute. Well, like, yeah, yeah. But. That's okay. So that's official. What are your thoughts on that? Um, Jay is a very good pitcher. Jay is 36 years old. Mm-hmm. Yep. Jay really showed he could perform in New York. Mm-hmm. Really said he liked pitching there. Yeah, that was nice to hear. And, you, you know, rough playoffs, but I don't think that you can really take a lot away from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a good signing. I think Hap's a good pitcher. And... Being around him for a 36-year-old, and I'm 31, I, I hope I look like him when I'm 36. <laughs> the guy is in, in incredible shape. Um, 
he looks like someone who could pitch until he's 40. He's pretty durable. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think it's a good signing. I don't know what the terms are at the moment. Uh, I don't know what the, the money is at the moment. That will, you know, determine a lot of it. This this guy, though, over here does know it now. <laughs> oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, I mean, all of that considering, I think the player the Yankees are getting is a good player. And if you look at him in light of a, a third starter, a fourth starter, he, then he's a really good addition. Yeah, and he will be probably fourth. I mean, it all depends how it is, but like around there, right? It, uh, whatever. Those numbers kind of get annoying after a while. They do, and, and and but so when we were talking to Cashman away from the Yes Network set, he said that adding a starting pitcher right now, adding a J Hap, wouldn't preclude him from going after another one. Uh, wouldn't okay, preclude oh, so him yeah. for for trading or signing another one. Yeah. So it's not necessarily that the Yankees' rotation is set right now. That they're done, that they're not going to end up with a Corey Kluber. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're that they're not going to end up with a, another higher level arm than Jay Happ. You know, uh, they they've been talking to the Indians for a long time now about Kluber, about Carrasco, about Bauer, and the Indians are are all over their 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 farm system, doing background checks and all that kind of stuff on their talented guys. So yeah, I would not be totally shocked to see something happen still between the Yankees and Cleveland. When you hear the name like Bauer floated around, do you have a reporter brain where you're like, oh, he's going to be great for quotes and articles? <laughs> no, I really don't, to tell no. you the truth. Because. Come on, ah, if Ellsbury's the guy you're well, interviewing after well, the game versus Bauer, you well, want Bauer. I, uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, you know, we, we loved interviewing Brendan Ryan. We always wished yeah. that he would hit 30 homers yeah. so we can get him every night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never happened, unfortunately. And. But, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess those things happen. But. I don't know of I don't really know Bauer enough. Not, not I don't mean personally. I just don't know the things he said. Okay. I know on Twitter he's yeah, kind yeah. of a madman. Yeah, but you'd much rather a guy that talks. Like that's why Coney was loved because he he mm-hmm. addressed the media like yeah. easily and fluently and all that right. stuff. Where yeah. Jeter's always guarded. Did you right. ever? Would you ever cross over with Jeter? Yeah, uh, my my first year on the beat was his last season. Was that in, is that like intimidating? Did you were like I'm not asking a question. I would not ask a single so, question. So no, <laughs> um my first year doing anything Yankees related was 2008, the final year at Yankee Stadium. I was 20. I was working for SNY as a uh, features like a features writer in college. I went to William Patterson University and I walked into the clubhouse and I was a Yankees fan. I big time Yankees fan growing up. I, not anymore. It's hard to do it and do this job at the same time. Yeah. Wink wink. No, no, for real, <laughs> no, for I'm real. Because, <laughs> no, like, the, the biggest things for me are the games being quick yeah. and, you know, good stories. Yeah, you and start rooting for different your life. Right. Now, do, now do, does readership increase when the Yankees win? Mm-hmm. That's no secret, of course. So we're not rooting for them to win, but, you know, we're rooting for readers. So, yeah, yeah. anyway, the, the, the point is I'm, I'm walking into the clubhouse, and I see Derek Jeter, and I see Andy Pettit, and I see Jorge Posada, and I see all these guys. And that, that was my freak-out moment, Jason yeah. Giambi. And then... What brought me back down to earth, and which which has kind of leveled me with all of these guys, is I saw Jabba Chamberlain throw one of the reporters in a headlock and start <laughs> noogieing him, <laughs> like just messing around with him. But I'm like, wow, okay, these guys are just like me, just with a lot more money. Yeah, they're still young. Yeah, I haven't yeah. noogied someone in a while. No, who do you, you want to? Well, <laughs> can you say who was getting noogied, or is this? 
Um, it was it was another reporter who will go unnamed. Unnamed. Yeah, okay. yeah. It was it was. They weren't bald named Hoke, were they? <laughs> no, but I would like to. I, there's nothing to noogie on Hoke. You, oh, you no. just get. Oh, that's just Indian. Just, yeah, I would not. That would be good. That'd be that'd be sad. It's a step away from a raspberry. He, he's right. also a strong guy too. I wouldn't mess with Hoke. He's, you he's, noogie he's a bald a guy, and then he's got a rash on his head for a while. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> that's mean. Well, anyway, Off I mean, we track. can let you get, we can let you go if you if you want to yeah. go write your article. Yeah, I, I'm gonna get moving. Um, yeah. But it, it was great talking to you guys, and you know, to wrap it up on this hap signing, it's a good deal. It's it's not it's not something that's gonna blow anybody out the water, and it's not probably what fans want. Even though he just went seven and zero with a two eight eight ERA over eleven stars or two whatever six, it is, nine. two six nine. Look, nine, see, nine, I've been, nine. I've been writing it constantly, so I'm mad that I didn't get it right. Uh, I, just, yeah. I tweeted it today because, and uh, this is this is what I was going to present, not as hot takeish, but as something to walk away from that I think is, I mean, if you came into this off season and they said, hey, six years one forty for Patrick Corbin, <laughs> or they said three years, what do we think, forty five or fifty for Hap? I mean, I oh that's team nice. or yeah. team or. Okay, makes I, sense. Which is like fair. It's probably a very Innings attainable, probably yeah. very attainable. But I mean, if, if you laid out those two options before the off season, I mean, it seems like Haps kind of the move, right? Right. Until you factor in, it's not my money. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. And and, and, and Corbin is like a top flight type guy. And but if they can get someone by trade now via trade now, then then not going on that Corbin contract is perfect. But that's a right. big, big if. Yeah. Right. Super if. You, you can't bank on that. And or they just go get Kikuchi for real cheap and then see what the hell that's about. <laughs> Find yeah, out. The last time they did that, what was that? Um, Agawa? Well, Tanaka. Well, they, he, they, you knew what he was about. Right. Yeah, yeah he was a little more a little established. More, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't really want Kikuchi. Jake does. Do you have like a Machado lean? I know we're, now, now we're now we're pushing it. No, it's I, fine. Machado. A lean? I'm sorry. Like, like, do you think like that the Yankees do are in, or, or do you think this is a new uh, Yankees franchise where like the lineups there? I don't think it's uh, much of a slam dunk at all that okay. Machado becomes a Yankee. I think that he wants to be a Yankee, maybe more than they really want him to be a Yankee at at, right. at at the level of money that we're talking about. Yeah, I think he's a great player. I think that the whole hustling thing is overrated. And not overrated, but I think they were right. kind of <laughs> blown out of proportion to an extent. But it, it is reality, and yeah. you don't want a t- fan base turning against you, especially when you're, you know, potentially signing a ten-year deal. Yeah, the very and star you have a of fan base deal. that loves turning against their guys. Oh yeah, in, in a second. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right away. Like Brett. Oh, Gardner. you're a Yankee. Brett, Gard- Brett Gardner is like oh the best God. guy in the world, and yeah. he's been really productive for a long time. And everyone on Twitter hates Brett Gardner. According to Harold Baines, Brett Gardner is going to get in the Hall of Fame now. Um. I don't know what you mean. Not according to Harold Baines. They have the same career and same numbers. Oh, wow. That's they have the same. Ridiculous. Gardner's got more war than he had in like 22 years. Yeah. That's a slippery slope. We don't need, we don't need to bring Cuddy down there. No. no. I'm, I'm, I, Brett Gardner is a very good player. He's <laughs> <laughs> a very good guy. Do you have anything you need to hype? Twitter handle? No. You, you guys know me. Uh, yeah. Brennan Cuddy, NJ, uh, Twitter. And, you know, again, it's, it's Cuddy. So thank you guys for clarifying that. <laughs> Cuddy, 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 Cuddy. Yeah. yeah. All right, man. Kid Cuddy. Thank you for having See me. You, man. Thanks, Thanks for, for having me. All right. That about wraps it up. Thank you, guys. We will be back. We have, a, we have like we said, we have Kay. We have uh, Kuznick, the agent. We have Craig, the writer. We have a bunch of other interviews. And we might go back tomorrow or today, the day you're listening to this, and get more interviews. We don't know what we're going to do. We have one more day to make content for you guys. Maybe you guys can send in requests. Hey, go do this. And we'll try it out. But that is the end of this episode. We really appreciate it. We're really, um, we are really uh, happy 
that you guys have put us in the p- position to do this for you guys. Yeah. Uh, good way to put it. Yeah, that's that's cool, and we're uh, we're we're doing good stuff. So keep keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping don't on. Say that. For I don't us. like that phrase ever. Keep on keeping on. Nah, it's too corny. You said it first. I know, and then I said stop it because I didn't like it. It's tough. Yeah, it's all, all your fault. So yeah, go Yanks, go Yanks, go Yanks, go Yanks. Tell them, Grandma. Go Yankees. We'll be around.